thank you for joining us on another episode of Let's Dive In. It's your girl, Monique. It's your girl, Days. And Dwayne and Mighty are out this evening due to some family issues. So the topic that we're talking about this evening is going to be about um, coming out of your comfort zone. And since the fellas aren't on tonight, it's just going to be the ladies talking. So all you male listeners out there, you're just going to have to deal with some some gal talk (laughs) this time around. They'll be on our next episode. Um, So Daze, what are some, you know, things that brought you out of your comfort zone? Um, I have a couple things to talk about. So I would say like in relationship wise, um, I don't know, because I'm more of a person who I really don't care. (laughs) Like I say what's on my mind, but definitely someone who is gonna change you or make you not feel like yourself that kind of makes me feel uncomfortable like if I have to be somebody else when I'm around you that's definitely a problem um also um I don't know I have a problem my my inner self so that kind of brings me out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. okay that's good that's relationship wise but I could say nothing really besides my inner self yes okay, I gotta so find you, myself before you feel I can that be you one. just have some changes that you have to make personally yeah yeah I get that exactly but relationship wise no what would you say relationship wise that makes you uncomfortable Uh, I mean as far as coming out of my comfort zone I feel that um I don't know I I think it depends on the person because there's been I'm, I'm the type of person as well that says what's on my mind and you know I'm pretty blunt open and honest about situations and things that I've gone through in my life and I don't let that you know set the tone for my future I just learn from whatever the issues were and then be able to push forward from it depending on the person that I'm dealing with will depend on the situation that I would change or that I would be willing to change um I know something that I have done in the past is I taking me out of my comfort zone is um stopping to do things like not doing things that I used to do before like when I was in my marriage, I wouldn't color. I mean, I wouldn't draw, I wouldn't write poetry. I wouldn't sing. I wouldn't do any of that, which is what made me comfortable because he didn't like it or he didn't agree with it. He didn't like my creative side or just for me to please him. I would, I wouldn't do those things just to make him feel comfortable. And I wasn't the one that felt comfortable. But when I started to speak out on certain things, that would make me comfortable it made him uncomfortable and put him in a certain situation and if I felt that things needed to be changed and he didn't want to make those changes then that's another you know whole ball of worms (laughs) that I had to deal with um, coming out of my comfort zone just to make somebody else happy and I feel that I don't have to do that anymore. If nobody's going to be comfortable with who I am or how I am, then there's no reason for them to be in my life at all. They have to accept me for me, just like I accept them for them. And 
it shouldn't go beyond that in my honest opinion if you feel that you have to give up things that you truly love then that's not the ideal person that you should be with because both you and them they should both you should both be happy and it shouldn't you shouldn't have to sacrifice yourself for that other person no matter who you are and no matter what the situation is whether it's a job you know friends relationships um things that you like to do hobbies stuff like that that shouldn't be sacrificed just to make another person happy unless it's something dangerous that i can completely understand but other than that you know people have to step out of their comfort zone sometime or another i i feel that like 100 if you have to be somebody else or put on a front just to please that other person like that's just not either if it's a friend that's not a friend for you or if it's your significant other you move on because I've done that several times and I've always felt like out of place like being with that person and then they have their peoples and then they're just like looking at you like you're a foreign creature (laughs) or something like that you never I I know I never want to feel like that again because it makes you lose pieces of yourself that you were happy with and it's hard to gain that back I mean you can start baby steps but it's gonna take time to get you back to where you were and I never want to do that again like I don't want to change who I am and I'm not going to change who I am for anybody anymore and I've come to like find that out now that I'm a little older that the more older we get the less we care and I'm like that now where I'm just like I don't care like old lady syndrome I'm gonna do me (laughs) right shit I'm so younger (laughs) anyways um (laughs) um but I feel you 100%. We should not have to change who we are or what we feel or our interests because they don't like it. And then I'm, I am going to say this because a lot of couples out there, their interests, so they'll change their interests to match that right. person's interests. Why? Because if you guys continue further on in your relationship, he's going right. to find out. Well, it's better to just come in there positive in yourself and if he is not liking that then kick rocks right on to the next somebody that's actually going to meet you you know that halfway because i i've been through many situations where i've given up so much just because you know this i wanted to make that other person happy but i see that they weren't making those changes to make me happy they didn't want to do the same things that i wanted to do but it was like an obligation for me to do all the things that they liked whether you're a man or a woman it shouldn't matter you know you guys should be able to come to a common ground and be like okay I know that you like to do these things let's do these together let me get this experience let me see what you like about it and see if I even like it at all you know and I'm the type of person I'll do things maybe two or three times to see if I like it and if after that third time I'm just like nah this is not my thing (laughs) I'm not feeling this I don't want to do this again I don't want to go this route it's better to express that but the fact that you at least tried and you put in the effort and you showed them that you were putting in the effort to like whatever it is that they're liking then you know that should count for something some people doesn't count for anything they're like oh that's not enough but 
if that's all you can give that's all you can give there shouldn't be any other way around it in my opinion yeah I feel like you're stepping out of your comfort zone to test their comfort zone and I don't think it's fair um like I'm one of those people while working on it where I you know you step out your comfort zone just because you care less about how you feel but you want this person to feel better about a situation so yeah therefore you're stepping out of your comfort zone what you're used to to help that person feel better about a situation or something that they're comfortable with but I don't think it's fair in that same amount because if you think about it you're like well are they stepping out of their comfort zone to see that I'm comfortable with the situation and most cases past cases they never stepped out their comfort zone to make sure that I was comfortable I've been there I've definitely been there like the person that I'm talking to right now I know I tend to read people. They say they like to read me and figure me out, but nobody has been able to really figure me out. But I know that at a certain time, he goes to the gym. At a certain time, he goes to the bar and he'll watch sports for a certain amount of time. And then he'll go home and then watch a little bit of TV, get on his phone, look at sports and (laughs) do that and then go to bed and then do that every single day I've found that he's not the type of person to come out of his comfort zone too much he'll make promises about things or say that we'll do things and then it never happens and so I end up doing it with somebody else and I know that he feels a certain kind of way but he never wants to say anything he just kind of tries to go with the flow and I'm like you're gonna go with the flow for so long and then you're just not gonna be comfortable anymore you're gonna definitely feel some kind of way because I'm out doing all these things that I want to do and I don't invite you <laughs> or you're stuck in the in the background you know watching me have fun and go out and enjoy my life well you're staying on this steady schedule and instead of switching it up you know stepping right. outside of your comfort zone to do something different or to switch it up a little bit so you can live your life to the fullest and that's what I could never understand I'm like you do everything on a routine Like, what are you going to do when you get into a relationship? Or what are you going to do when you get married and you can't stick to this same routine or your relationship is going to get boring because you're boring? (laughs) You know, it's, it's like people don't tend to think about those things. They just still go with the flow of what they're used to. And I see it a lot when it comes to single people. Once they're set on doing certain things at a certain time, a certain way, then that's where they're comfortable and they're like yeah I'm not gonna do anything else I know what I'm supposed to do I know you know all the things that I have to handle and when you do try to take them out of their comfort zone you can see that they get uncomfortable and they get irritated and you're just like hey I mean if you don't like doing these things you can always say I don't want to do that you don't always have to agree to what I want to do you can always you have your own mind you can make your own decisions you don't always have to go based off of what I want Right. So I see that now a lot more. Um, My significant other, he is a very organized, planned person. You wouldn't think it, but he is. He doesn't like to do anything that's not planned. And that's stepping out of his Mm -hmm. comfort zone. He has to have it planned out. 
he doesn't like being spontaneous spontaneous. and me I used to be like that but now I'm just like sure you know like let's do it sometimes I'd be like "Mm, I don't know how I feel about that but other times I'm like let's do it you know because I'm getting too old (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I need to live. <laughs> I need to live my life reckless. That's the woman who says she's you know? still young. <laughs> yes. What well, what is he saying? I'm I'm gonna reference him in this. He said, I I just wanna be young and do hood rat shit with my friends. Well sometimes you gotta, <laughs> right. you know? You gotta have you gotta have some fun. But I definitely understand the difference be- between routine and comfort right. zone so and I'm still trying to make sense of that now because he's a homebody and I wouldn't say maybe it's a disease or a sickness but it's kind of like being antisocial, but you can't yeah. help it and that's being taken out of his comfort zone. I see it. I mean, in my family, we're big on, you know, probably your family too, because you're mixed. We're both mixed with great things and some things that we we don't even know we're mixed with. But I know in my family, it's big on saying hi in the family. Like when you see somebody, you right. greet them. And it's a sign of disrespect if you don't greet them. So when I had first met him, um, it was kind of taken out of my comfort zone too because I was introducing him to my peoples, and then he was just like not saying mm-hmm. nothing, you know. And <laughs> I did have an aunt who was like, "Is <laughs> something wrong with him? Is he special?" <laughs> You know, because you've met my family. I have a big, 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 big family. And we like saying hello and greeting. Like, if you don't say hi, it's disrespectful. I mean, we do go as far back as, you know, like shaking the hand and the kiss on the cheek. But I had to put an end to all that because that was in my, that was my comfort zone where (laughs) I was like, uh uh, I don't know where your lips been. So he's come a long way to step out his comfort zone and be that person where you see someone, you say hi. I don't know how people grew up or anything like that, but it's just that's there's different categories for comfort zones. You you know what I'm saying? Like he stepped out of that comfort zone to be in my comfort zone to be like, well, maybe we gotta try some new things because yeah my family thought he was like rude (laughs) and my mom was like he don't know he doesn't uh know how to say hi to anybody or anything like that and I was kind of like figuring that out like maybe maybe he's he's an ass but that's his comfort zone he he wasn't raised on that and then for him to like step out and be like oh hey how you doing you know like you know wasn't him and it's still kind of not him he kind of like hides <laughs> in the crowd see if anyone notices him and boom everyone always notices right. him now 
because you know they've come attached right. to him me my comfort zone is i do when i used to record i have stage fright so i would always have to turn the lights off or put my hoodie on or don't look at me you know and i've come a, a little bit of a long way because now i'm doing this with you you know i didn't like people to hear me and hear my voice or nothing like that so i feel like this is kind of stepping out of my comfort zone but you can't overcome anything if you don't step out of your comfort right. zone you're definitely right with my ex and his family they're very the whole you know hugging kissing on the cheek type of situation but there was one time where i came in and i spoke but they were so involved in their conversation they didn't hear me say anything and i, w- I had a cold so i didn't want to go kissing on people and i'm sick but i did say something they're like um his parents I guess they had some friends over or something. They're like, oh, what's wrong with her? She don't speak, da 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 When I came in, I said something, but they didn't hear me, and I didn't come over and give them a kiss and all that. I'm like, I'm sick. Like, do you want me to get you sick? You see that I'm staying away from everyone. So they felt some kind of way, and they couldn't, they didn't want to say anything to me about it. They told him, but he didn't say anything to me about it. He just kind of shrugged it off. And so they're acting a certain way towards me but nobody wants to say anything and I'm just like if I did something wrong tell me what I did wrong so I can correct it but like I said nobody wanted to speak up so I was just looked at as the bad person even though like I said I spoke but they just didn't recognize me when I came in and they could have just said hey you know you don't speak and I'm like oh I could have been like oh I did say something when I came in but I guess you guys didn't hear me but they like to be all secretive and say stuff amongst each other so nobody wanted to say anything to me so I just I I left it alone we had a big argument about it so I was just like whatever you guys are tripping over nothing I spoke and if it needed to be corrected right then and there I would have said what I had to say so that way nobody felt a certain kind of way towards me because I did the right thing when I came in other than coming over and hugging and kissing on you and stuff because that's what you expect like that's not that's not how I get down that's not how I operate when I first visited his family when they were in New York and they were doing all that I felt uncomfortable because I was like I don't really know you guys and y'all like kissing on me and stuff I'm like nah I'm not with this but (laughs) (laughs) I just had to get used to it and they they never they rarely spoke English around me because they're Haitian so I'm like you know they're probably saying something about me certain words I could catch because when I was going to school I did learn a little bit of French so I knew that they were talking about me but other than that, I just I just left it as is. And it's a good thing that you came on the podcast and you and you decided to step out of your comfort zone and express yourself. Because from day one, you've definitely opened up a whole lot more than what it was when we first started, which is really good. Now, when we start doing the videos, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to need you to be ready for the videos <laughs> to step out that comfort zone even more. <laughs> That's going to take some time. I will tell you that, but time is my essence. But I will tell you, I am seeing life in a whole different perspective. Because, you know me, I used to be mean as hell. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm trying to change and I'm trying to understand everything. I guess, like, picture yourself... Well, I, I not like window shopping, but you're like in a mall. Maybe you're looking through windows, and you're trying. So some stores, 
I question some stores like why but picture yourself you've come to a store that you ain't never seen before they're selling like some off the wall stuff and you're trying to look in from the outside to kind of get a better understanding of what's going on inside right what's being sold and what 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 the meaning is so i since i've turned 30 yes i'm 30 years <laughs> young but since i've turned 30 i've just decided that i'm going to step way out of my comfort zone i want to see different things i want to see how trying to change i'm not saying i'm going to wake up and being a whole different person the next day no it takes time obviously but I'm trying to see things from a different perspective mm-hmm. like more of people's feelings because before I really didn't care about nobody's feelings <laughs> and I'm trying to I'm trying to like I don't know you've got that scale I'm trying to do it like where it's even so there was a time before where I didn't care about anyone's feelings. And then there was a time where I cared too much about mm-hmm. somebody's feelings. And then now I'm just like, I don't care, but I do care at the same time. So not too much of as a bad thing of not caring, but like trying to see something in a different right. sense. And I feel we all go through that, though. Does that yeah, absolutely. Sense? We all go through that. We always, you know, want to get an understanding of what other people are doing. That's that's like with me when I do hair or being in the cosmetology scene. I hated having to approach people and getting new clients and talking to new people and stuff like that because I have this whole, I'm not going to say it's a phobia, but I, I don't like rejection. I It's rare that I've been rejected in my life. So the fact that when it does happen, I'm just like, oh, no what happened nobody's about to reject me i'm about to change their mind you know so i become very adamant about making sure that excuse me that i talk to people so they can understand where i'm coming from because in the cosmetology world people don't like to go um to different hairstylists or whatever even if they're yeah, like they like right, to stay with you the know, same. even if their stylist is crappy or they never have any openings or they're always overbooked or something, they don't like to switch up and go with somebody else. So that's one of the fears that I had is that I'm going to approach somebody and they're going to be like, "Nah, I already have a stylist. I'm not trying to see what you're about. I'm not trying to see what you have going. You know, I don't want to deal with any of that." But I had to get over that. Now I do marketing, and so when I reach out to people, I'm like, "Hey, I do marketing. I see that you can use some help on this." Da 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 da. You know, they can, they get a feel of my personality. Like, oh yeah, definitely. We want to go with you and do, we want to see what you're about. Or if I have to make phone calls to people or something, I'm very hesitant because again, I don't like being rejected, but I have to put myself out there and be like, hey, you know, I have this service that I'm providing. I want to see if you're interested. Do you have anybody else that you're working with? If not, you know, this is what I have to offer. These are my prices, whatever, whatever, just to get them on board. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But stepping out of my comfort zone and accepting the rejection is something that I had to get used to and I had to acknowledge for myself to where I could become better. Yeah. I think that rejection thing is a girl thing, a woman (laughs) thing. Um, 
no woman likes to be rejected. I know I don't. And I've dealt with rejection. And I don't like it at all. And I don't want it to happen. So I, f- I feel you on that like 100%. But at the same time, <laughs> I can't say that because... Well, at the same time, um, you learn from rejection. So, even if it's you stepping out of your comfort zone to get rejected, you definitely learn your way around rejection. I know it's happened to me once, and it was a funny situation that we're not going to get into, (laughs) but... Um, I learned from it and that's why I joke around with things to kind of fail people out so I don't right. get rejected but <laughs> it changes some things like I learned from that rejection that sometimes you have to come in on that situation differently on like the next person being like what kind of situation it is so you have to come around it a different approach so not the same approach because you learned from that last approach that where you were rejected and made a fool of i can't approach that person with that same thing because i'm gonna get another downfall so your owls that you take their wins at the same time because you're learning from them and you're moving you're moving forward you're not gonna stay on that same topic of right, it's projection growth. and that's what everybody needs is growth and the fact that you know after once i turned 30 i was just like um i'm over it like if somebody says something it's just gonna roll right off because that means i don't have to deal with that person ever again <laughs> you know it's just okay it is what exactly. it is I'll leave it at that. and that's what i try to teach my kids like it's okay to be rejected because you're it's gonna happen numerous times in your life especially since I have two boys and a little girl so with my boys I'm like baby you're gonna have to get used to hearing no (laughs) if I'm you know you're gonna hear it when you're younger you're gonna hear it when you're older you're gonna hear no no I'm not interested no you can't do that no I don't want to do this you're gonna hear that and you just have to get used to it and I feel that guys because they hear no so much they're just like okay well they're gonna say no or they they're not really optimistic about things, but at the same time, they're that confident in what, you know, what they're about and everything that they're still going to put in the effort, you know, and what Mighty would say is shoot or shoot. And that's absolutely right. No matter what the situation is, you're going to go for it. Whether you get rejected or not, it is what it is. It just helps you build your confidence for later on down the road. I like that. Shoot or shoot. You can have said it any better. And yeah, we do have to teach our kids young because this generation, everything is different for them. So they're used to us not rejecting. I know um, my child is very <laughs> difficult. She's nine going on 30. <laughs> and rejection in her case is not getting mm-hmm. her way. And I am trying to... I can't say I'm trying to look in to see where the situation is, but I know exactly <laughs> where the situation is. We're going to say no names or nothing like that. We just have to. Uh, well, how would you say it? Like it nip bed. it where it's mm-hmm. there you go. 
right away because then they're gonna get so used to that that it's they're gonna turn out to bad people and we don't want that i don't want that anyway because uh, oh my poor child i don't know (laughs) i don't want that for her she is gonna learn what it's like to be rejected and how to cope and deal with rejection because not everything's gonna be in her favor not everything not not people especially now what's going on in the world people are just not people are gonna reject you um any way they can you know one it's it's pity a lot of it is pity and two is because because they can you know and i feel like being a a little girl nowadays is kind of harder because we're old school the guys always asked now i'm seeing it for a different picture that the girls Mm -hmm. are asking prom dates they're asking even to be married they're asking to go out on dates and i'm just like wow and is it because now guys are scared of rejection so a girl has to put step out of her comfort zone in order for him to be comfortable. But then, if you think about it, what if he says no? She's getting rejected. So she stepped way out of her comfort zone just so she could be put back in a worse comfort zone. Like, well, I wouldn't say it's a worse comfort zone because I feel that men and women should equally be rejected instead of leading someone on you should just be like no i'm not interested whether you're a man whether you're a woman because dudes they tend to take what's given to them there aren't many dudes out there that are like nah i'm good because (laughs) if you have a vagina a guy's gonna be like sure why not let me give it a try (laughs) you know and that's why some women who are out here looking up wreck think that they can pull anybody they want to because a guy gave them an opportunity but then because they gave them that opportunity and they feel that they should always have the opportunity when they finally meet somebody who's like no I'm not really interested or I'm not really ready then you know they feel some kind of way they build this complex where they feel like why am I getting rejected why am I having all these issues and it's like love like you've always had these issues it's just that you pick dudes who are on their at their lowest point and they decide to just go ahead and give you a try. And once you build them up back to where they should be, then they go for what they want. You know, you're not really their first option, but you're the last resort. And uh, many guys tend to settle. And, you know, many females, they tend to settle for dudes and stuff because they're at a low point and they need somebody as a stepping stone to bring them back up to where they used to be or how they used to be. And then they forget about them in the long run. But I say all that to say this, that guys and girls should be rejected equally. You know, whether you're pretty, whether you're ugly, you know, whether you're smart, whether you're dumb, you know, this, these standards that we had back in the day, cause I'm definitely old school, but I've learned that things aren't like that now. And they're all about empowering women and equality and all kinds of stuff. So if you want all this equal pay and all these other things that are equal to men, then you should get equally rejected and know how it feels and how to pick yourself back up and push forward in order for you to become, you know, successful 
you know, that, that right there is truly empowering in my eyes to get that rejection and be able to overcome it and not fall to pieces <laughs> because you see that a lot, you know, people just fall into pieces or they can't take, um, criticism, constructive criticism or anything. And, and then it just gets out of hand, <laughs> you know, back in the day, then you wouldn't have all these issues now. Yeah, growing up, we were taught a lot of things. And now having a kid and just like being like, oh, man, it's different. It's it's way different. And I, now we're explained. I know when we were kids, we were like, why? Why are they yelling at us? Or, you know, why are they being so strict? I get it now. Like, 100%. I respect my dad. In a, on a different level because I, when I was little I couldn't understand why he kept us so like he was strict and he was like beyond strict you know yeah. this you know yeah who my dad is he was he was like strict he was all about his girls that's all he had was girls so he was really strict didn't let us date until we were a certain age and he when we would get in trouble it wasn't just uh oh go to your room no he was taking cords to the tvs to the games he was even taking uh doors off the hinges from (laughs) slamming them so i get it now like it it was that bad but i respect my dad because he not only taught us what it was to go through some things but how to respect someone older than we were and be the people we are now with teaching us like moral values and to be responsible and when we're kids we're not gonna know any of that we're just gonna be like oh i'm a victim you're being mean (laughs) to me or why are you being mean or punishing me i don't understand I get it now because us having kids and seeing it through a different picture is just like we need to teach our kids what our parents taught us because this generation is right. Kill Put us, us in nursing homes, the whole the whole works. <laughs> I'm like, nah, I'm not trying to deal with you. Put us in nurse no crazy <laughs> <Something>. homes. <laughs> And that's what I hate is the fact that you have so many kids out here that are so disrespectful because when they were growing up, they didn't get, you know, spankings or whoopings or punishment or anything like that. And then we have so much social media and all these digital whatever and whatnot going on where you can record your punishment and put it on online and people can see it and then the parents get arrested. And, you know, I feel that that's not making the situation better for kids because then your parents get taken away now where do you go you go into foster home or you go to like a um another you know relative that's not going to treat you the same way that your parent treated you like if you were doing something out of context or out of character or something of course your parents going to get in your ass about it but now that you're with somebody who doesn't care or they abuse you or anything and all that freedom that you used to have you no longer have and you're stuck and people who have been in that situation, they know exactly what I'm talking about. And those who haven't, you know, endured that, this is definitely something that they need to listen to so they can get an understanding 
that being on punishment is not going to end your life. <laughs> you know, if if you have to sit in your room for several hours or over the weekend or something, you're not going to die from it. There is going to be a tomorrow. <laughs> you will live another day. But they just make it seem like their whole world is coming to an end and, and they're not going to be able to survive. And that's not the case. I've been on, I've been grounded. I've been on punishment many a times. And look at me now. I'm doing just fine. I have respect for my elders. I have respect for people who are older than me, the authority and all of that. And I, I, back then, back in the day, I'm like, man, they're so mean. They punish me all the time. They do this, they do that. And, you know, thinking back on it, looking back on it, I'm very grateful for all the things that my parents have done, even though I didn't agree with it, but it was done to teach me a lesson, to teach me life lessons on how I can you know, change my future to make sure that it's better to where my children don't go through the same thing that I went through, or I can teach my kids certain lessons so that way they know how to behave moving forward in their lives. Facts. Exactly. Um, Punishment, it was not the end of the world. And I feel like nowadays their punishment is nowhere near. Oh, no, not at all. (laughs) we were I mean you know like even my mom describes her punishment I mean picking your own switch that you know that's it's come a long way of oh girl I had to do that and <laughs> my grandma she's like go out there and pick one of the off the <laughs> I'm like wait a minute what I do hold on pause <laughs> yeah and then oh girl and the ironing cord was my grandma's favorite my dad's mom she yeah, she wasn't playing any of that. Or her right. cane. If that you know, and she had the cane that oh, had the man. hook, so that was definitely grabbing oh, our wow. necks. <laughs> like there was no running after our neck was, you know, attached to that mm-hmm. hook cane. So now, like I feel putting your kid in the corner is kind of like you know they're laughing at us like ha you're putting me in a corner but I'm gonna be out later when we were when I was getting punished we had to sit in our room we didn't have TVs we didn't we couldn't go outside my friends I would hear my friends knock at the door and I would even try to like you know holler out the window at them like I can't come out you know come over here you're gonna get me in trouble Yeah, no, not my dad. My dad would answer the door and be like, she can't come out. And don't be coming back to my house. <laughs> like, my dad was that dad where he was, he wasn't playing. He didn't play with us and he didn't play with no one else's kids right. on that factor. She's in trouble. Don't come back for right. two weeks. He told him straight up. And my daughter, so my daughter, she'd been acting up. And I don't know what it is, if it's maybe just an age thing or uh, she's a girl, too. So I'm kind of scared it might be something else if she's we too know young what we're talking that. about. But <laughs> I hope I, I I prayed. I had to pray the other day, too, that I was I wasn't going to that wasn't going to be the factor. But um, so we took her stuff like and I'm telling you, we took everything to the point where it was Barbie Dreamhouse. Barbie got <laughs> evicted. And 
everything was gone. Like, I told her to pack all Barbie stuff. I want the house. I want Barbie. I want her clothes, her shoes, everything. I want um, her computer, and I want her TV. So, my dad... My dad was crazy. He would take the cords and the remotes because what are we gonna we can't do nothing with the screen i mean back then everything was attached and it was a big box now the tvs nowadays you can just take the cords out of them and the remote what is she gonna do with the screen and my dad would do that he would leave the games so we could see what (laughs) we're missing and take the like cards. You could be playing this game. And I would get said you want to act up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was gonna do this, but you mm-hmm. don't know how to behave. And I felt nowadays these kids are just like shrugging their shoulders at us, like, okay, you're you took it, but I'm gonna get it back. And it's kind of for me, I'm just kind of like, so at this point, what is punishment? What can we do that we're not gonna get in trouble for? We're not saying beat your child, but yes, definitely give them punishment that's going to frighten them just a, just enough to where they're like, oh, I should think before I right. do that again, or I should think before I open my mouth, because sometimes, Vanessa, whew, I, have to, <laughs> I have to pray, because she, Vanessa's mm-hmm. a talker. She likes to... She likes to get a rise out of me, definitely. But she can't take no for an answer. She wants to question that. She's a very smart, intelligent girl. And she likes to know exactly Mm -hmm. why. Why it got taken away. Or I didn't see that I was doing anything wrong to where it had to be taken away. One, I don't want to hear what you have to say. You're going to hear what I have to say. You're not talking, I'm talking. So when I'm talking, she's trying to talk. Or when I'm talking, she's got... So when I give her a question, she's answering my question. What's another question? No, no, girl, you don't do that. When I'm talking, you stop talking, you're going to listen to me, and that's right. what it is. And that's what I tried to explain These to kids one of my home girls. I'm like, if they're going to sit there and question you, that's when you ignore them. And what's going to frustrate them is the fact that you're ignoring them. And then eventually they're going to leave you alone. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not listening to me. I'm like, man, there's like this wind blowing. And you have there's those this, kids. There's this ghost in here that keeps talking to me. That's what I do with my boys. There's this ghost in here that keeps talking to me. And then they're going to get frustrated and fed up. And then they're going to leave you alone. I'm like, obviously, you're not going to answer my question. So I'm just going to let it go. <laughs> and that's what keeps the blood pressure low is the fact that you could just ignore them and let it ride out and out and then you just go and do what you got to do because that's what kids do they want to get that rise out of you and some people they continue to entertain it and some people they just ignore it and I'm like just ignore it because eventually they're going to get tired instead of you getting tired let them get tired Mm-hmm. it's been so bad to the point where she has cried because I ignored her and I even said oh you know, like everyone's doing that disappear game where they can't mm-hmm. see their kids. Yeah. <laughs> so one day, she was, oh Lord, she was making me so upset. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to mess with her just a little bit. And I was like, Vanessa, Vanessa, oh my gosh, where's <laughs> Vanessa? 
So it got in her head to, oh my God, she's really not seeing me and I'm sitting here talking. So she starts looking for herself. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and she's like touching her face. And then she looks in the mirror to see if that's her. And I come behind her. I'm all, you see that person there? And she's all, you can see me? (laughs) And I was like, yes, girl. I said, but I choose not to see the ugly that you're bringing out in yourself. I was like, you need to catch that because I'm not going to entertain this. And that's what you want. I'm not going to do. I'm not going to tolerate this. You're a kid. I'm the adult. And at a point, you should understand that my mom's not in a good mood. She's obviously ignoring me. If she has to say I I disappeared from her life for a little bit, I I should check myself, you know? But yes, girl, she was looking under the couch for herself and she was crying and she really thought she had disappeared. It was that bad. Wow. That's that's crazy. (laughs) But see, that takes a child out of their comfort zone. Like, they like getting their parents upset and rattled up and all try to get a rise out of them and stuff but you have to be the one who's comfortable to take them out of that comfort zone knowing that they can get you to that point or get you to that breaking point that's what makes them they're like okay I know I can still get to them and so they know how to push your buttons if they can't predict how you're gonna act then they're like oh man what do I do now (laughs) what am I gonna do (laughs) so that's a good thing and I feel that kids need to be taken out of yeah. their comfort zone all the time. Like, switch things up. Some days, if they deserve a whooping, give them a whooping. Some days, if, you know, you just got to take something away from them, just take something away from them. It's just whatever makes them uncomfortable. Like, many kids nowadays, they don't like being embarrassed. So if you embarrass them, they're going to feel some kind of way about it. Now, I'm not saying embarrass them constantly and all the time and all that. But that's going to make them realize, like, I don't like this feeling. Like, I don't want to do these things. I don't want to have to go down this route and you know try to figure out my emotions and figure my life out they don't want to go through that so then they learn like okay maybe I need to shape up because if I don't want to feel like this and this is why I'm feeling this way then there's something that I have to change and then they make those changes so yeah I agree with you embarrassment has a whole different comfort level like I remember Oh, it was the most embarrassing thing that my dad has done. But my parents were the parents that every kid wanted. Like, all of my cousins always wanted to come over because I had cool parents. So I remember I remember this. This is, like, the best memory. It was embarrassing. So my dad's into cars, lowriders, hot rods, anything. So uh, my dad had this red Lincoln. I remember it because it was just it was a beautiful car it was it was a boat of a car (laughs) but it it was nice and it had a sunroof it was a two-door it was red with gold flake and um he would come get us from school me and my sister and yeah of course my dad was a mechanic so he had a nice uh sound system and all you can hear, like, when he'd come pick us up was, um, you know, the rock around the clock. Um, no, no, no. Maybe it wasn't that. It was the limbo. <laughs> and all you can hear is really loud playing. 
Jack, be limbo, Jack, be quick. And I'm like, oh my God. And everyone's laughing at us. And, you know, and my dad not caring, like he's dancing to the music, waiting for his girls to come out, you know? And I'm like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. But I know why he did it because he was trying to show us a different way. Like, you shouldn't care what anyone feels about you or thinks about you. Just know that you've got like a fun right. parent who's who's willing to just, you know, pull up, you know. And all, the next day, all I had to hear is, oh, is your dad coming in his car again? Are we going to do the limbo one day? You know, and I was I was so embarrassed because I don't know, like it was embarrassing <laughs> like it was embarrassing sometimes i would hide <laughs> to make sure every kid was picked up before i got picked up because he showed up with a different song every day like he was just he was fun like my dad is definitely my rock he's my hero i love my mom to death and she's a, my wonder woman but my dad is definitely my batman like i can say that with full just you know full respect for my dad because if my dad didn't embarrass us we would have never had a meaning for comfort Mm -hmm. zones like and I feel like I embarrass my daughter but I don't do it in a bad way and I don't do it on purpose because you know me I just say things that are on my mind one day she did have a little friend over here you know and I was kind of, I'm a kid at heart, so I like to play hide and seek with the kids or I like to just, you know, sometimes play Barbies, Um, you know, see how their interest in stuff is different than ours. You know, back in the day when we would play Barbies, we would chop their hair off, make them look good and stuff like that. But now they're just like, it's different like when they play Barbies like I remember I wanted to be like her I came in and I was like yeah I'm uh um you know uh spa vacation Barbie <laughs> and she's on no mommy you need to have a name I was like well I want to have a name I'm I'm me you know and she's all well what does your Barbie do for a living I'm like oh I gotta have a whole life you know (laughs) yeah I have to have a whole Barbie life to play Barbies with you girl and I'm like oh man these (laughs) girls are growing up too quick where they're actually living life playing Barbies (laughs) so I was like uh, okay I'm gonna be your home interior designer you know so I, I'm I'm thinking, you know, and Vanessa's got like all the hookups. She's got Barbie cars and the nice car. So she gives me all the the downgraded stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I get it. Cause I definitely used to do this to my <laughs> little cousin. I would take all the good stuff for me and give her all the stuff that I felt she should have. <laughs> and I'm like but I don't want this car. I want the convertible. And she gonna give me this big ass <laughs> minivan. I don't want this soccer mom van. I'm already a mom in real life. You know, Barbie dream house. I'm trying to get my dream on too. And drive a Corvette and be a home designer. And she's all, 
Well, you have to move up in your life. Maybe I'll give you a raise. And I'm like, oh, Lord. I got, I said, Vanessa, you know, we don't have to play like this. And she's all, you don't like how I play them? Don't play Barbies with me. And I was like, so now I'm like, I want to play Barbies because I, I want that Corvette. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you know? And I had to live. She has this big, ginormous Barbie house with the pool, with the garage, and I'm living on a pillow. (laughs) So I was like, I was like, well, I'm your home designer. Maybe I could have a home, like a little room in your house. And she's all, no, you're a home designer. You designed my home. And I'm like, oh, oh. So, you know, I'm getting upset. And keep in mind, I'm a kid at heart. And I'm getting upset because I'm like, how does she know all this? <laughs> she's only eight. Well, she's nine now. But at the moment, she was eight. These kids are just too right. grown. Like, nowadays, they just want to be grown. And I get it. We were like that, too, where we wanted to be grown. But now being... 30 i'm like oh my god i'm gonna go back i want to watch the old cartoons i want to watch dexter's laboratory and the original powerpuff girls and bonkers Girl, and, I oh it. i want to go watch back. It. I don't care. I'm there with my kids to be watching they're like what are we watching today <laughs> no yes but all this new shows like gravity falls and stuff i'm not with it no i want to go back to the 90s and drink fruitopia and have those Dunkins, those crackers with like the. Do you remember? They had like they were like those crackers with the frosting. They were called like Dunkins. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! I know what you're talking about. I want to go back to that where we played Barbies as Barbies and we didn't have a career, and I want that convertible. <laughs> He's so caught up on this convertible. <laughs> girl and she had jet skis and everything for her 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 pool and I'm like girl and then she's um maybe I'll invite you to like my dinner party and I'm like oh can I drive the convertible (laughs) you know like she was just focused on like really being grown like in her it's come on it's a Barbie dream she living her dream girl have some imagination Girl, we had imagination. I was living on a pillow. I had to use my imagination to be like, this pillow is like a three-story house. I have more than just a blanket and a little cell phone in there. While she was living in a three-story Barbie mansion with a a pull-out pool, a garage, and then she had a whole deck in an elevator come on now and i'm a home designer i'm supposed to be living like that and i'm living on a pillow driving a minivan yes girl that 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 hurts me inside because she had she didn't have one convertible she had a convertible and then she has this other cute convertible where like you flip it open and it turns into a pool and you know i wanted that one (laughs) And she was she wasn't happening, girl. So oh, that's great. Just you already know the uh, kind of life she's gonna be living that, when she gets like, older. She's gonna be living that luxurious uh, life. Yeah. 
She's gonna be bad and bougie, I swear. <laughs> Even my dog lives that life, and I'm just like, oh, oh <laughs> why? But on a different subject, okay, I'm gonna tell you some funniness. We're gonna talk some uh, adult talk now. Leave the children, leave the children <laughs> at home. Uh, plugging your headphones for this one. So. I was took out of my car. I mean, no woman likes to have a pap smear unless you're a real curious woman where you love your pap smears. In this case, I do not. (laughs) I do not like pap smears. Even though they're good and healthy for us, this always takes me out of my comfort zone. Why? Because it's weird. (laughs) I it's it's weird i don't want something in me and then you're you're winding it to open me up no i don't know so i get to the doctor you know it's been a while we do these paps what yearly sometimes monthly monthly monthly. if you do it monthly that means you got some problems um well depending on who you are maybe you have a low white blood count where you have to do it maybe every okay. six months or maybe you are got some vagina problems <laughs> going on and your vagina is broke where you need a pap done every day my vagina is not broke we uh, accomplished that on Friday <laughs> it works <laughs> but anyways so I'm sitting on the table and she's like okay here's your gown you know everything from the waist down and me as anyone knows, I'm not really comfortable with my body. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to get this done. Then I look down, I'm like, oh my God, I forgot to shave oh my, my legs. <laughs> so I'm sitting on top of the table with that little blanket they give you, like wrapped around mm. my legs. <laughs> and so she comes in, she's like, okay, I, I need you to lay all the way back and put your feet on, you know, those things the that stirrups. pull out the bed. The I forget what the goodness so I put my feet up there and I still got the sheet like wrapped around my legs but there's an opening where you can get there you know and so she's like yanking on the sheet and I'm like what the hell she's gonna see that I have hairy legs like (laughs) Chewbacca so I'm yanking that sheet too with her and she's all um I just need you to relax I said I am relaxed and she's like you have the sheet double wrapped around your legs. Is everything okay? And I was all, I didn't shave my legs. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, you know how many girls? She's all, I have to look at vaginas <laughs> all day. So you're not the first legs that have been hairy. And I was like, I know, I just don't like my hairy legs. So then uh, I'm like, whatever. She she done seen them already. She done threw me out my comfort zone. Let me sit back and whatever. Just just right. don't touch them. <laughs> so <sighs> she puts the thing in, cranks it open, gets down there. And she's, you know, she's down there and she's all, wow. And I was like, huh? <laughs> what? You know, what's going on down there? She's all, you have a very nice vagina and I'm all oh yeah and I'm I'm thinking to myself like yeah what's it look like down there and I'm you know and I'm like hmm should we take pictures you know 
And she's all, no, that's weird. You can't be taking I was all, well, I just want to see what you see, you know? You say it's beautiful. I want to see. Right. I want to see. And so she she comes up and she's got her little glasses on and her mask. And she's like, I could see her through her mask, like grinning through her <laughs> eyes. But I'm being dead ass. Like, I want to see what it looks like. If it's beautiful, right. show me. <laughs> so then you know she's talking about my uterus saying it looks good but i've never had a woman tell me i have a beautiful vagina you know like it kind of threw me off that made me feel like a little uncomfortable she's a she's a pretty asian girl you know and she's oh you got a beautiful (laughs) vagina and i'm just like like mm, awkward now my legs don't match my <laughs> vagina my legs look like man legs and i got a pretty vagina oh <sighs> but yes every past marriage throws a girl out of her comfort zone unless you're you just don't care but in this sense i do care because it's a woman i mean as for you mo i know you okay. don't give a damn probably but me i feel uncomfortable when it comes to having a doctor just wide you open and then you're like oh you got a pretty vagina i feel like they're gonna be like oh cindy lucy come look at her vagina you know no let's not her vagina may be pretty but look at them legs no and my legs oh my god my legs are so white they're my fiance says I have oh, Casper I... legs, but Casper don't even have no legs, so I don't understand. I'm done. So that I'm done with you. <laughs> that definitely took me out of my comfort zone. I can't explain why. I just I don't want people in my bubble, you know, my vagina bubble space area. <laughs> Like it's it's just my zone, you know. Only person who should be down there is your guy or whatever. But I don't want to know. Yeah, maybe I did need to hear that I got a pretty vagina, but it was weird. It was weird. It was a little too much right. for me. It can definitely. How do I you mean, feel? When I when go. You go? I just- it is what it is. I know I gotta get checked out, I handle my business, and go about my life. <laughs> it's just as long as there's no. Well, issues. how would oh, no, you I've feel? Had, I've had um, gynecologists tell me that stuff before. I'd be like, "Oh, okay. Well, as long as she working right, you know, she look good. She working right. That's all I'm worried about." Now, if you said, "Oh, we got an issue," then look, we gonna have to have a conversation. <laughs> but as long as everything, um, we gonna have to talk <laughs> right, about this. As long as everything down there is straight, then I'm good. I'm Gucci. I just never had like that happen. Like they'll be like, "Yeah, it looks good. Everything's checking out good." She was interested in my. See vagina. now, if a man tells me, yeah, that, I, if I, I have a male to. gynecologist, if he tells me that, I'm like, "Look, sir, I'm think uh, you're looking a little bit too hard. I'm gonna need you to go get me a female doctor to come up in here, please. Thank you." <laughs> uh, I won't with the male. No, but in in that case, I had a, I felt like I had to grab the sheet, you know, with my engagement ring to let her know, you know, I'm, I'm talking, girl. <laughs> that she was coming it's on to pretty. you. <laughs> it's real pretty. That's why I got this ring. It's so pretty. But I just it it was just weird to me, like not very professional. 
Like, she should have just been like, look, everything looks great. Your vagina is looking normal how it should look and stuff like that. But no, she was like, it oh, is wow. pretty. Well kept down here. And I'm just like, mm, <laughs> stop it. Trying to close my legs and she's widening my leg. I'm like, think- oh. What's going right. to happen? I think happen? Like one issue that I had is when I had my piercing in and I had like a couple of the doctors like, you have this pierced? And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't hurt. No. And they touch it. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> you are focused <laughs> on the wrong things there, ma'am. I'm going to need you to go back a little bit lower and handle what you got to handle and remove yourself from that area. <laughs> like, don't touch my piercing. I was like, what are you doing? I'm dead. <laughs> I can't. They just were like, oh, like, if it was a toy or right. something. Like, oh, look at that. <laughs> like, wait, wait, wait. Pause. What are you doing? <laughs> Remove your hands from there. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is really uncomfortable. Right. And then I'd have been out. Like, she touched my no no parts. <laughs> I can't. You're, you're funny. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Well, I wondered that too when I came across a photo. I was like, "What? What is that?" Oh, <laughs> damn! And then we didn't talk oh, about it. Yeah, about that. <laughs> we didn't talk. Yeah. Well, yeah, we did because I was like, "Did yeah, it hurt?" <laughs> it didn't. It just felt like how if you get your ears pierced, that's all it felt like. There's no like cartilage or anything. So. <laughs> no, girl. The top cartilage, I don't know what that's called. Like, way on top. That shit hurt. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, my eye was watering, and then she pressed it in, and I kind of wanted to sock her. Ooh, that that just, I don't know. I wanted to sock her and pee at the same (laughs) time. Oh my god. What? A piercing? Yes, that hurt. Yes, I know. I've been in boxing where I've been punched in the face and stuff, but that, and I don't like needles, and now, like, that hurt. Even my lip, like, my nose was cool. Like, I did my nose, no problem. But my lip, and she was in front of me holding my lip, and it was, like, it was me and this girl I used to be cool with, and I punched the shit out of her. I don't care. That was my lip, and it hurt. Like you knew when she was going in there to get done. Oh um, my! Punching people and shit, Lord. Girl, I didn't know it was gonna hurt so bad. Like this whole left side, I went in there and I'm like, yeah, I got this. I'm a boxer. I'm big and bad. And she grabbed my lip, and the the outer layer, good, no problem. As soon as it hit the inside. I punched the Mm-mm. shit out of her. And the needle was stuck in there. And I'm trying to talk and cry <laughs> at the same time. And she was like, did you really punch me? And I was like, did you really just not warn me? And she's like, I thought the warning was going through your outer lip. And I said, I thought, I thought so too. But I didn't think it would hurt this bad. <laughs> I was like, okay, just push it through. I'm not going to. She said, no. She's like, we gotta either hold your hands down or tie you up. I said, you mm-hmm. wouldn't tie me up. I ain't with that freaking shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> not right now when you right. got needles and right. shit in your hand. Probably not. So I'm like, fine, whatever. I'm gonna sit on my hands. Oh, she pushed mm-hmm. it through. 
Ooh, I felt my hand come in the puncher <laughs> again, but I had to redeem myself. So she pushed it through, and I really thought I had like lip fillers so because cute. my lip was so big for a whole week. And the bad part is, I just started a new job. So I went in there with a big ass bottom Dang. lip. And I couldn't even feel myself talking. And my lip was just like around. <laughs> I know you gotta take some ibuprofen to take down the swelling to help with stuff like that. I'm allergic girl. to ibuprofen, Lord. so I even tried to do eyes. Yes, girl, that yeah, struggle was real. And he even told me he was like, "Are you okay?" I was like, oh, "Shit!" <laughs> I was like, "Oh wow, he he seen it. He knew right. what was up." I mean, I got the job already. Ain't nothing else I could do. So, whatever. But that was taken out of comfort zone, too. Because I don't like needles. I mean, tattoos now, like, it's a different pain. I, I like that pain. But shots and taking blood, I can't. Even though that's one it. stick. <laughs> but, but with tattoos, Girl, it's multiple yes, sticks. One- <laughs> When I was younger, like eight people had to hold me down, including oh my, my mom, just to get Mm-mm. blood. And it wasn't even like six tubes. It was oh, one wow. tube. I can't with you. Can't take you nowhere. What? Don't do me like that. Don't do me like that. Can't take you nowhere. I don't know what it was. <sighs> so those were com- examples of comfort right. zones. So what's uh what's something where you've been taken out of your comfort zone? It can I mean, really, I I take myself out of my comfort zone every day, so I'm just comfortable as I am. <laughs> you know, when it comes to my main thing was when it came to talking to new people or something on a business level. I can talk to people, I can have conversations all day, every day, no problem. But when it comes to talking on like a business level, that's where my nervousness kicks in but they say what is it oh what is that saying that they say that um what 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 is it what hurts you don't kill you makes you stronger or whatever that saying is or whatever yeah what doesn't right hurt makes you, you stronger yeah, yeah I, you know I understand where I'm from. <laughs> we both need it yeah there's songs on it and i still don't know it but yes i got you right what doesn't kill you make you stronger and i'm just that's just how i'm living my life like no matter what it is i'm i live i keep living you know tomorrow's another day where i where i'm breathing and i can walk on this earth and do what i gotta do and that's how i just live my life i don't i think the most is just being with somebody that i don't want to be with but trying to make things work to prove something to somebody that was the most that I've been taken out of my comfort zone but I've learned to get over that like if this person isn't making me comfortable then I don't need to be with them in general but I tend to step out of my comfort zone every day and I let people know it like I'm not comfortable doing this but I'm gonna do it because I gotta do what I gotta do but that's just how I live my life I live my life uncomfortable so I can become comfortable I think a situation you know, one of my recent situations was when I became homeless, I really didn't want to contact anybody and be like, hey, I'm homeless. I need somewhere to stay. Can you help me out? Da, 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 da. I just I tried to keep that stuff on the low, trying to manage it on my own. 
it took for my dad to reach out to DC for them to contact me, find somebody out here to contact me to get me into a shelter so I was no longer living on the streets or living in my car. <laughs> because I was just, I think it was it was more so my pride. I didn't want, because I had been homeless before. So I didn't want to end up going down that road again, thinking that everything was supposed to be okay. I'm, I'm in another state doing my thing, you know, living my life, having my family. And I end up being with somebody to where I end up homeless. And, you know, that was definitely taking me out of my comfort zone or being put on um, like housing. Like I never wanted to be put on housing, but I had to do what I had to do in order for me to get a place to live and going through doing food stamps and stuff like that. I mean, I don't qualify for that stuff now, but stuff like that is definitely taking me out of my comfort zone. But you have to do what you have to do, especially when it comes to children. When you have kids in your life, you have to mm-hmm. take those steps, you know, to do what you have to do. You have to reach out for that help. As you know, I'm super stubborn when it comes to stuff like that. I don't like asking anybody for help. I don't like asking anybody for money. I don't like asking for anybody for any of that. But sometimes you just have to put your pride to the side and do what you have to do to maintain yourself and to maintain your sanity, maintain your family. And, you know, that, that's pretty much it. I just had to do what I had to do. I had to take care of all the things I needed to take care of. And I'm here now standing strong, you know, getting my businesses off the ground, doing all the things that I got to do for my kids. But with my kids, it definitely takes me out of my comfort zone more than anything else. Saying something to my kids in public, you know, whatever it is. I got to do what I got to do. Yeah, that's well said. You take yourself out of your comfort zone every day. And I feel you on that. I don't like asking for anything from anybody either because my dad raised us on not having to ask anybody for anything because we were those who would just, you know, hustle and do what we had to do. And no one's going to look at you different if you're on housing or you're getting assistance because one if it's for your kids you got to do what you have to do one because you're not going to be that person right. who gives up exactly so if there there are assistance that you qualify for and are good for you and you're going to benefit to help your family you right. got to do what you got to do and for anyone to judge on that that's just pitiful it's stupid and it's petty and I know a lot of people who are like that who who judge people like that but you have to think on their level of you're you have it but they don't have it so if this is what it takes for them to get be where you are then they have to do what they have to do I understand you completely I was homeless also not didn't go through as much as a struggle as you did but I you know you did great you're a strong woman and you pulled through it and everything is meant to happen for a reason and I feel like you have to live you have to live a struggle to fully understand what it's like to struggle and I'm understanding that because everything that I dealt with when I became a mother I struggled a lot when I became a mother. One, I got sick. I almost, um, I almost died. It 
that was a struggle for me because I had just had my daughter and um, I couldn't see her because the week after I had my daughter, I collapsed and no one knew what was going on with me. They thought it was maybe it was postpartum. I was going through postpartum bad, but I just remember this was the biggest struggle in my life where, I mean, as a kid, yes, we struggled, but this is one of like the biggest struggles I remember of my life where I almost lost my life and I don't ever want to be in that position again. And everything I do is for my daughter and because I struggled. So after having my daughter, I just remember coming into my parents' room, you know, um, telling them I, I wasn't feeling so good. And, you know, my dad was like, well, you just had a kid. You're not going to feel good. And I told him, I let him know, well, I feel good from like the stomach down. More or less, it's like in my chest area. I'm not feeling good. And my mom thought it was maybe having to do because when I was little, she had an issue with like breastfeeding and stuff like that. It mm-hmm. was nothing like that. But I just I just remember going to leave their room and like blacking out. And then I wake up and my dad is in his like my dad don't wear shorts because his legs are <laughs> as wide as mine. But <laughs> my dad does not wear shorts so I remember um, being in the car in the passenger seat and my dad is going down Dartmouth doing like 90 down the opposite lane and I'm like what happened what's going on And I'll never get over the look in his eyes um, he looked at me and my dad don't cry he does, he's like, that's why he's just like my hero. He doesn't cry, but I can, see, I could see the fear in his eyes that day that he had. He, he, he was crying, but not crying, yeah. Do you, you know, like, yeah. So I just remember looking at him and him saying, stay with me. He's like, I'm going to get you. You're going to be fine. I'm going to get you to the hospital. Everything's going to be okay. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what just happened? I remember being in your room and that's it. And um, we pull up to the emergency room. It was Swedish. We pull up to the emergency room and uh, my dad runs inside. And I'm trying to, like, open the door. But yet I can't feel too much because I don't know what just happened to me. So my dad, the doors open and I can hear my dad screaming in the entrance, somebody help me. And uh, all I see is all these doctors and nurses run out with like a wheelchair and they put me in a wheelchair and they rush me inside and they put me in a bed right away and they're doing vitals, they're checking everything still not finding anything and I'm like freaking out and I'm not knowing what's going on or what happened to me and my dad's still you know by my side with the car still not parked you know and he's not caring that it's gonna it might get towed away or whatever but 
I start panicking and freaking out to the point where I couldn't breathe. So they had to sedate me with something. I don't even remember. But I just remember the doctor coming in and injecting something in me. And then I wake up again. And um, I'm on all these machines. And the doctor comes in. He's like, we need to talk you know like he's like we we done a lot of testing we've done a lot of work on you and um you have fluid around your heart you know and i'm like what like i just had a kid like i'm not understanding what's Mm. going on and i i you know like i want to cry but i can't cry because that's just i don't like to let anyone see me cry so like I, I tell my mom, I was like, I, I want to talk to my dad. I want my dad here, you know. And my dad comes in and he tells me, I lost you at a point. And he's like, if you need to get, you know, emergency surgery, it's up to you. If you want to do this, you want to do it. He's all, but if you don't understand the consequences. And the doctor's talking to me too, saying, Um, The reason I had blacked out was because I had so much fluid around my heart. It was causing my heart to pump irregularly. And he's like, you have so much fluid to where if you get like a couple more drops, you could lose your life. And, you know, I'm scared because I'm like, I just had a beautiful baby girl. You know, and her dad's already not halfway in the picture. So I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen to me? You know, and I'm emotional wreck. I'm crying. And my dad tells me, you know, it's going to be okay, but it's up to you what you want to do. I'm going to support your decision. So I have to get emergency surgery. It's whatever. This surgery was the most one of the most painful things I've ever had to deal with. Like they went in there, they um, they drained a whole IV bag full of fluid that was around my heart. And uh, after that, I wake up and I see my mom, but I can't talk because they still have that tube down my mm. throat. And I'm, I just remember seeing all these wires coming. Like I felt like an octopus, you know, with all <laughs> mm-hmm. these tentacles. So I, I'm, I'm like looking around and everything's just kind of a little blurred. And I remember being on oxygen, having a tube, my throat is hurting. So I'm feeling like around where like my heart is to make sure, you know, like my body's still intact <laughs> and connected. So I'm all, okay, my, my hands feel okay. And then as I start moving my hands to my chest area, I can feel cords and tubes coming out of me. And I'm like, oh my God, they're draining my soul, you know? Like, I don't know what to think. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, this is some Illuminati stuff. They're taking me. So, like, my mom starts crying and flipping out. And I just remember saying, I can't see her like this. And I'm like, oh my God, what do I look like? Do I still have a face (laughs) or what? (laughs) So so then uh, the doctor comes in and he explains to me everything that happened hearing that I had died and came back it scared me it scared like it scared everything out of me pretty much you know like I just thank God that 
you know, every day I wake up, then I'm still here and I still get to see my baby girl progress and grow because I was in the hospital, in and out of the hospital. I was going through postpartum of not seeing my child. Mm -hmm. I was put in the crazy unit because I was flipping out from postpartum and not being able to see my child. I didn't get to see my daughter for quite some time. My sister had to step in and learn how to be, you know, Vanessa's other parent because you know I was facing a lot of struggles like I was facing struggles with my heart on top of that um, I was getting panic attacks I was scared I was really scared that I was gonna die that you know I gave birth and that was the end of my story so like to me my story is my life so I was like, geez, this is the last chapter. This is, there's not going to be no more, (laughs) no more, you know, like chapters to my life. This is it. I had a kid and I did not live happily ever after. So I think that was like one of my biggest struggles, but definitely learning from your struggles that you go through kind of takes you out of your comfort zone too. It teaches you. Yeah, absolutely how to live with them struggles and how to move forward from those struggles right yeah i mean we all go through certain things within our life that takes us out of our comfort zone and we just have to learn you know how to live with it and how to cope with it and you know have the best outcome afterwards and there's not a lot of people that can say that they have done that they have gone out and you know, continue to live their life, even though they went through whatever trauma. Some people stay stuck. Like with my situation, some people stay stuck in a rut. They get depressed and, you know, they try to kill themselves or all this other stuff starts happening and they don't know how to cope with it. But I've learned, like, I I can't stop. I have to keep moving. I have to continue to do what I have to do to get through all the things that I'm going through. There is no giving up. There's no such thing as giving up, especially when it comes to having children you know you put everything on the line to make sure that you see your children succeed and you get everything done that needs to be done you know and well people tell me all the time there's so many people that have been in your situation and they just gave up on life they they stopped fighting and I'm a fighter and I know you're a fighter so us as women that's what we continue to do is fight we have those people out here who aren't strong enough and they need that other support and you know there's tons of places out here that are willing to give that support wherever it's needed but you still have to find that strength within yourself to continue to push forward whether you're a man whether you're a woman I say never give up never stop fighting because at the end when your children can see that fight or people who they're like oh yeah we know that you're not gonna make it we know you're not gonna succeed and you do and you push forward and you become way better than what they've ever expected of you you know push forward continue to keep fighting that's what life is worth living and you fight every day to see another day (laughs) so I tell people all the time that's why I stay so positive even after all the stuff that I've gone through I continue to stay positive and tell people to look at things from a different perspective you know try to look at things from both sides don't just see your one side and think that it's enough you have to be able to see everything as a whole to get a full understanding or to see the full picture of what is going on 
some people they don't they don't understand that and they rather stay angry and bitter but once they've open their eyes to the other person's side or you know they have a near-death experience and they're like oh man maybe I need to make some changes maybe I need to be nicer maybe I need to switch things up you know that's when ultimately they're like okay let me make some life changes to make things better let me step outside of my comfort zone I know I said I was never going to jump out this plane but I've already experienced death so let me go ahead and schedule this 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 leap of faith (laughs) and hopefully I make it back down to the ground alive you know we all have to take those chances and make those sacrifices to do whatever it is that we have to do yeah I definitely have learned a lot from all my struggles but that's why I got such an awesome bucket list now like I literally want to jump off Niagara Falls. And if I have a heart attack, I have a heart attack doing something I wanted to do. I'll jump I'm done list. with you. That'd be the first <laughs> item on your bucket list. <laughs> the first and the last. <laughs> first and the, I, I got so much stuff on my bucket list. I, like, I am scared to death of snakes. So, you know, have you ever seen that Britney Spears video where she got that big old boa around mm-hmm. her neck? One day, I might have a heart attack on that situation <laughs> too, but I'm going out doing my bucket uh, right. list. So, girl, we gotta do what we gotta you do. You learn. You got. You gotta make life lessons, struggles that you learn from, and a lot of people around me right now are dealing with a lot of that. And to see the progress of it is, there's a lot of strong people out there who I really didn't think were strong but shout out to the people who are going through some things right now Uh, just know that you're blessed you're too blessed to be stressed you gotta it only gets bad before it gets good and I'll always say that saying because my dad says that to me all the time and before I was like yeah yeah you know like it's always getting bad but yeah I see it 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 does get bad before it gets Mm -hmm. good and I just want to say everyone out there that is going through some struggles just keep your head up be positive um for every I'm not gonna say for every wrong there's a right but yeah, there there is. For every negative, there's got to be a positive out Always there. Find that it is going Yeah, it is going to get bad before it gets good to not only show you life lessons and struggles, but it it's going to get better. Absolutely. I definitely definitely agree. And I've gone through some struggles and look at me now. <laughs> Yes, girl. Living large and in charge. <laughs> Try it to, man. I'm still trying to make it, Lord. <laughs> strong. You are a very strong, positive female now, and I that I just I just so I'm proud of you, dude. You have come a long way. I mean, a lot of negativity that was turned into a positive. And I'm happy that you're just your road to I'm not gonna say recovery because you're not no drug addict <laughs> or anything like that, but you're on your road to recovery. You're recovering fully. You're just you're just a different person. Aw, thank you. And you 
yeah, you you deserve everything that you're getting right now. And I can tell you that it's it's going to look a lot better for you from now on. No. No. No, don't do all that. I can't. I'll have to get off the phone because I don't know how to talk to people when they cry. I'll be like, so, let me get you a tissue. (laughs) I'm a FedEx you one. It'll be there in a couple of days. Like, I got you a whole box. Right. It's Toy Story, too. <laughs> Make you laugh a little. Right. Like, Woody's passing but... me a tissue. Look at that. Isn't that nice? <laughs> <laughs> and Forky's popping off the box, too. <laughs> but, yes. Oh, man. Um, it's going to be okay. I hate that saying, but if you really think about it, it is going to be okay. Right. And when you're down in the dumps and you're going through things and people, everything is going to be fine. Everything is going to work out. Nobody wants to hear that. But at the same time, it's a good thing for people to say that. I used to get so mad when people told me that stuff. I'm like, don't tell me that. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know my struggle. And we were like, no, like I've been in a similar situation that you have been going through. I don't know all the ins and outs, all the in-depth details of what you're going through, but have faith everything is going to work out things are going to get better and it took a lot of praying and a lot of convincing and you know trying to change my mind trying to change my outlook on life and how I do things and I'm just like things are going to be better I claim it that things are going to be better like you put that in the universe that things are going to be better and they will you put it in the universe that you're going to be successful and you will and I'm living proof of all of that (sighs) I agree. And things can only get better if you're on board with making them exactly. better. So I'm I'm for the change and with a change. So I know someone very close to me. She is trying to do her best to change. She's come a long way. She's a work in progress is what I'm going to say. But for those of you who believe in like the rocks and spiritual healing I definitely commend that because that's what she's dealing with and she has showed me a different way of trying to heal yourself Mm -hmm. spiritually now I'm not saying like you know like voodoo stuff (laughs) no she's not she doesn't do any of that but she is definitely opened up something else for me to look forward to like to have faith and you know like no it's not like the sorcerer's stone and there's a mighty power in there for you (laughs) where you you know it's it's the powerful locket rock or whatever no but I do believe that there's a way around that that's soothing and calming Every, it, what does it say different strokes for different mm-hmm. folks you gotta find what makes you happy and positive Exactly. for me it's definitely I definitely like to hear everyone else's perspective on a situation and I know I can turn to you on that and you know shoot the shoot the BS with you and you know ask you how you feel about it because you're going to be 100% real with me always 
I always like to know everyone's perspective. Maybe we not we're not on board with that person's perspective, but you know what? It's good to hear what someone else has to say on it. It's definitely good, even if you don't like it. Like I know my grandma. <laughs> I learned from my grandma. Uh, God rest her soul. She definitely taught me to just listen and hear what someone else has to say on it even though a lot of the things i would tell her <laughs> she told me the negativity before the positive <laughs> so and she, my grandma my grandma was big on spanglish so my grandma's english wasn't the best but it was definitely um it was what you needed to hear and i i miss that about my grandma like i can't call her and ask her what she thinks about this because there was always a lecture with her it was always a lecture and then she would laugh about it and I'm like really you don't laugh at me but I understand now like she was trying to not only teach me but like show me you gotta laugh at the situation because if you take everything too seriously it's just gonna affect you mm-hmm. more yep and slowly i'm learning that i can't i can't just be too serious because i was really serious about things and now i'm just kind of just like you know sitting back in the crowd and just chilling but definitely look at something through a different perspective absolutely absolutely talk to people around you i know some people they don't like to talk but if you keep bottling that inside it's gonna hurt you physically and mentally Mm -hmm. you're gonna explode on somebody that you shouldn't have exploded on or you're gonna do something that you shouldn't have done why because you have all this rage in you and i miss boxing so much because i can get in there and let my rage go I don't advise anyone to see someone on the street and be like, oh, it's time for boxing. No, <laughs> don't, don't do that. Knock this but, person's head off. It's going to make me feel better. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, well, they said on let's dive in. No. In- involve yourself. If, if you like to fish because it makes you feel good, go fishing. If you like to sing because it just makes you feel good, sing Mm -hmm. do what do what makes you feel at ease i i like to um oh what do i like to do (laughs) psych i'm just kidding i can't box no more um well i can if i wanted to i just (sighs) with covid I don't even think gyms are open like that unless you wear a mask. And I ain't trying to be hot and sweaty with a mask on. <laughs> You're already no. going to be hot and sweaty. <laughs> exactly. And then I can't breathe and no. So, yeah, I, I like to sing or I like to make things. I like to make diaper cakes. I like to make things look pretty. Yeah. Do something that makes you feel at ease. And I know Mo likes to do she's doing podcasts now she's doing all types of things she's a she's an entrepreneur yeah, girl. a business yeah, woman. this is helping her cope with everything that's going on in her life and 
I'm proud of her. I can't wait for to try her her soaps out. I don't know if I was supposed to say any oh, of no, that, yeah, but girl, that's all good. Um, I have some soap. I gotta send you. I gotta send everybody some soap, <laughs> so you guys can try it out and tell me what you think and all that stuff. And then I gotta make a few more batches of it, get it out there. You know, working yeah. on it, work in progress. She's uh, <laughs> making money moves. <laughs> Got to shoot all i know how to do is hustle <laughs> that's all i got I'm <laughs> that's what we gotta do nowadays i know i'm working on getting my shirts going it's a work in progress i, I gotta look into something before i dive right. in you absolutely right so we're gonna go ahead and end there so this is gonna conclude this episode of let's dive in Please, please, please stay tuned to the next episode. New episodes, they get posted on a weird schedule, you know, Friday, Saturday, Friday, Wednesday. And then on Wednesdays, we have our great hump day specials for you and your entertainment. So I hope that you enjoyed last Wednesday's um, hump day special where we talked about booty calls. That one was hilarious. If you missed it, please go back and check it out. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was one for the books. It was very explicit. So please be aware. <laughs> <laughs> again this is your girl Monique it's your girl days and again Dwayne and Mighty they're not with us tonight you hear all girl talk tonight um, thank you and remember positivity positive vibes let's change the world one person at a time good night